You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 137, sponsored by Jim Hanley's Universe, Discount Comic Book Service, and Netflix. Welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. It's episode 137. My name is Connor. I'm here with Ron. Hey! And because Josh is off in the wilds of Maine, possibly doing some lobster fishing, uh, we have sitting with us Mike Romo. Hello, Mike. Hello. I am not Josh's scrawl. I'm trying to really get into this evasion thing. He's, what is he doing? He's playing with hamsters? <laughs> lobsters. Oh, lobsters. That's what he tells you. <laughs> Mike Mike is one of our new writers on iFanboy.com. We, we introduced a couple of new guys writing for us weekly, and Mike is one of those writers. So he's sitting in with us um, in place of Josh, who is on vacation this week. So thanks for joining us, Mike. I'm very happy to be here. It's great. Thank you. And just to paint every paint the picture, because everyone likes to know where we are and all that, Mike is in Los Angeles. So, uh, so, so we've got the New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles thing going. It's like old times, Connor. It's like but, the Trinity. It's yeah. like a, it's, it's intense. <laughs> Although you were never in San Francisco when Josh was in L.A., so that's kind of... Right, that's a, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, moving on. It's good to have Mike on the show. Uh, so you. what the show... We are ifanboy.com, and we like comic books. We read comic books, and every week we read our books, and we pick the best one and write about it on our website, and we talk about it on this here podcast, along with other books of the week and various topics of interest. And before we get to the show, we'd like to remind everyone that this is a review show, so there will be spoilers. We will be talking about storylines and things that happen in this week's books. So if you're worried about spoilers, pause the show, finish your books, come back. It'll be much more enjoyable for everyone. Ron, this week, you had the pick. Go for it. I did have the pick. It was one of those rare, rare weeks where I probably had maybe – I'm looking at my stack and I there were like four four or five or six books in contention for the pick of the week. Um, there was a lot of solid books. This was a really good quality. It wasn't a big kind of event week or anything like that, but it was just – for me at least, it was a solid quality week. A lot of small books, but they were good. Yeah, a lot of small books, some with great writing, some with great art, some with great writing and art, you know, like, so it was all a good combination. But when I got through reading all my comics and I'm, and I'm, you know, sitting there and I said, I'm looking at local number 12, I'm like, you know, that's the one that gave me the warm and fuzzies. That's the one that, that I really felt most excited for and also, um, and also at the end of the book, just totally, uh, kind of satisfied with. Um, so if you're not familiar with Local, uh, it is it is a book that is published by Oni Press, and it was written by Brian Wood and uh, art by Ryan Kelly. And man, when did this series start? Uh, a long years, right? time ago. Yeah, I want to say '05 or '06, maybe. Um, I don't know because it, it, basically this was the this was Brian Wood's kind of um, not follow up, but the book that came out after Nemo, um, which is the book he did with Becky Cloonan. Um, and what what the the gimmick of this book was was that it followed this girl named Megan. Um, each issue was a little uh, one kind of self-contained story about a time in her life when she lived in a different city in the country. So the gimmick was is that each issue took place in a different city. And I don't know if we ever if, I, if we ever picked this as a pick of the week before. I don't think we did. I think we, no, but we've we've talked about we it. Talk about yeah. it. Yeah, we talk about. Every, every time it comes out, you guys mention it. Right. So every like six months or so, we talk about it. <laughs> um, but what, and, and, and previously, what, what we had talked about was what I loved was the fact that the cities were uh, um, a character in the book almost. You know, like the, uh, an issue took place in Brooklyn and Chicago, you know. So it was like it really um, – Ryan Kelly really captured the, the identity of a city in the backdrop. Um, 
But what also was happening, and this is what I kind of realized after uh, reading issue number 12, was that Brian Wood was writing a, a really, really personal, good, emotional story that, um, you know, not to speak in hyperbole or whatever, but I think might be the most significant cultural piece of work Brian Wood's done to date. Um, in that, basically, we're looking at a girl who, you know, I, I, we don't know how old she is in, at, the, at the end of issue 12, but I'm going to guess late 20s, maybe early 30s. And we've watched her go from, you know, from being a teenager through her 20s and being kind of this vagabond and having these kind of like go moving from city to city and having these failed relationships and dealing with her family and dealing with, you know, workplace stuff. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, God, you know, I know somebody who had something like that. And I know somebody who had something like that. And it, it, I realized that this this series is kind of a, a a through the eyes of one person, a glimmer of this, you know, you know, post generation X, pre generation Y, whatever kind of existence that sort of lost the lost generation. Yeah, sort of the lost generation that that I've, I that I really connected with and identified with in both in my experiences as well as people I know. Um, and so that's when I it, it kind of hit me, and I was like, man, that's what he's doing with this book. Kind of the big picture, kind of smacked me in the face. Um, and so like, and and I thought this issue really. Um, Really, kind of brought everything together. She uh, this issue takes place in Vermont, where she returns to the house where she grew up, and her mother's passed away, and she's inherited the house. And Which she's is where Brian Woods from, I believe. Yeah, it is where Brian Woods from, and um, and she kind of um, you know in her mind kind of uh, makes peace with all of her inner demons and all of her inner kind of you know kind of past experiences through these weird kind of little flashbacks of the people who affected her life through the first eleven issues, and then. No, she was never. She never was hallucinating before, right? No, no, she never I mean, was. Yeah, she never. So what happens is she returns to Vermont. She goes in the house, and then she starts seeing the people from the previous issues and having conversations with them. They're not there. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, because it's not, it's not I was a surprise I was, party. Yeah, no, I was really confused about that for a second. Right. Yeah. I was surprised that he used this uh, sort of this device to sum things up. Yeah. Because everything else is so much more real. And then all of a sudden she's talking to all her ex-boyfriends. And, and now the, th- the thing is though is that I think that was more of a, a visual medium because of the comic book and to get it across. But I mean how many times have you kind of rewound your life and looked at kind of past experiences and kind of replayed out conversations in your head and that sort of thing? You know, so totally. like – so it, it, once, I, once I kind of realized what was happening, I said, OK, that's what it is. You know, so like you know, I don't know. I thought the two-page spread of her talking to an empty – or just being near that empty table – that was after talking to her mom blew me away. That was a, that was amazing, and that's I mean that's a great Ryan Kelly's art. Um, now I'm gonna say Ryan Kelly's art in this whole series has been awesome. I will say the two pages before this um, seemed really really rushed. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, the, and the the, the well, it's so different than the two pages before that. Yeah, where you really they really did like mo- look like mother and daughter, which is right. Stunning. Yeah, I, so those two pages really kind of threw me out of it, but I gave them a pass. It's it's this is they're just getting to the finish line. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that two page spread of of she had uh, she hallucinated that her mother was there and she had a conversation about life and her mother, and then it turns and you see that she's just sitting at the table by herself, and it's this beautifully you know detailed you know dining room scene with, and it just was beautiful and. Um, and what I thought what Ryan Kelly did with this is not only like with the backdrops and the settings, but um, also just the subtleties of facial expressions and body language. I mean like it, uh, what really struck me is in the beginning as she's walking into Vermont and you see her kind of walking through the streets of Vermont and you see her kind of you know um, kind of turn and look at some kids hanging out in front of a coffee house. And like you're totally just looking in that one panel, you know what she's thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, and it just and even in some of the conversations with her ex boyfriends or her brother or whomever else w- was in the scene or whatever, um, just kind of the the facial expressions tell as much of the story as the words are. You know, and that's that's not easy in comics at all. So, um, so yeah. So I don't I know. Keep, 
uh, I cannot wait for this hardcover. Well, that's that's th- yeah, that's, that's what I've been waiting for. I mean, this is there, there's not a collection I'm most more looking forward to than the local oversized hardcover coming out in September. I saw um, I saw a picture of the actual hardcover. Like it's gonna be it's gonna have the key that she wore around her neck, Mike, um, on the spine. And no it, it just—it's gonna be beautiful. It's get oversized hardcover. This is gonna be beautiful. I think, I think the cover's cloth. I think it's, it's yeah. like they're putting oh, a lot of—they're putting a lot into this yeah. into this collection. I'm really they, really looking forward to this. Yeah. I hope they include all the stuff that they would write at the end of the other issues. The back matter. Yeah. 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 I think they will. Brian that, Wood normally right. includes that. Normally, he's not like yeah. Brubaker and keeps it out or anything. I hope. I hope yeah. at least. But um. But yeah, no. I mean, and this. I mean, this book. I mean, and I, I mentioned it in in the review, and also in the iFanboy mini review. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big proponent of on time books and monthly books and stuff like that. But we we have talked about books like Astonishing X Men and things like that, where they come out when they come out, and you accept it because they're so good. And every issue local has been one of those, where like it, it to me, it feels like this little gem of a. Um, of a uh, of of a comic book that when I get it, it's something special for me to savor and enjoy, and so I'm kind of sad that it's over. But um, but it's I, also it's also yeah. Indian. You have to give them a leeway because yeah. they, they don't get really paid to do that. Yeah. In a way, in a way, I really felt when I finally read the last part of this, like the last page, I felt like the delays almost worked in favor of it yeah. from an emotional art point of view. I I never really was quite clear how much time was uh, passing in between issues in the story, and then I realized I didn't know how much time had passed in real life. Like when I picked this up last <laughs> week, I was like, "Didn't is it should it be out already?" Because I just read it last week. I mean, last month. You know what I mean? And and for me, it was like I would check in with her, like I was getting a letter from her or something yeah. like every couple of months. And so it was a very poignant ending. Um, I thought it was really – so maybe I'm just rationalizing it for uh, for Brian and Ryan. But I thought in a way maybe in this one case it almost worked. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I mean I think that I think that the delays actually did work in its favor. Um, and I, But I imagine it probably affected sales. But anybody yeah. who anybody who likes – if you like Brian Wood's work in demo um, and if you can go online and just look up Brian Kelly, look at his artwork, you need to pick up this hardcover when it comes out. I mean it's going to be such a great book when it comes out. So I mean, The fact that he also writes stuff like DMZ and Northlander and then is just rocking this stuff. Well, that, that, that's the thing that I thought. I, I mean when you think of Brian Wood, you think of DMZ, you think of Channel Zero, you think of kind of the edgier kind of stuff. But even though Demo involved superpowers, Demo was a emotional book as far as I was concerned. Yeah, it was, it was totally. Part, yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, the drama. Yeah, totally. And, lo- and Local is, is of that same vein. And I think you know uh, anybody who criticizes Brian Wood, they need to read this stuff to really understand the full picture. And this is the stuff I like more from him. And so Brian Wood and Ryan Kelly have a mix book coming out called – what was it? The New York Four? Something um, like that, yeah. Yeah, which I can't wait for. I've heard, I've heard mixed things about people who've seen pages, but I, I'm psyched for it. I, I'm, I'm, I hope it will be good. So, so yeah. So local number twelve, Oni Press. Um, you know, get the hardcover, please. <laughs> um, but so, um, so the other, uh, an, another book that that I thought was going to be an early um, contender and was very was close to being an early a contender was uh, Invincible number fifty um, by Image Comics, uh, Kirkman and Ryan Otley. Uh, coming in with the fiftieth issue of Invincible. Now, um, I think uh, um, Connor, you're still you're still you're sticking to the trade thing, right? Invincible Volume Nine just came out last week, and I read that. It's up to I think it's with the forty six, I think, in that in that yeah. volume or something like that. And there there was a bit of a shocking volume. shocking revelation that was re- re- reported over the Twitter, wasn't it? Uh, Josh bought this issue, issue fifty. Yeah, <laughs> Josh went back and caught up on the issues too, right? Really? Yeah. No, no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't buy the trade or the intervening issues yet. Oh, I thought he did. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. He's, he, he's, he's missing like nine issues. Oh, but still, that. he bought this issue, though. So, how? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> sure. Ha. <laughs> so, right. so this is so this is the this is the fiftieth issue that that kind of um, culminated the storyline that's been going on. That um, that and Connor, I'll, I'll skirt around the details because I don't want to spoil it for you. But basically, um, Invincible comes into conflict conflict with his handler. Um, uh, what's his name? That dude's name? I forget. Um, old Scarface. Yeah, the old Scarface guy, and um, we deal with the repercussions of that. Um, right. and, and it's an I mean, and it's a packed. I mean, it's it's huge. It's got like two backup stories in it. Um, a, a science dog story, and then oh, Cecil Stedman, um, yep. the handler, and then there's a, a, a kind of a, a, his, a historical kind of look at Cecil Stedman's career uh, to understand how he got to where he is. Um, it was great. I mean, it was. I, I can't say enough about them. And this is the best book going. And if you're not reading, did it change the paradigm? Did it really yes. shift everything? Yeah, everything's everything's different now. So. Did he break away from the government? Is he not a government agent anymore? I'm not going to tell you, dude. You're sp- I mean, that's really spoiling. Yeah. It it's pretty. It's pretty apparent from the cover. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but 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 it's not so much the breakaway from the government and stuff like that. But other things happen as well with other relationships. So did he did he sleep with Adam Eve? No, I didn't. Please say he did. Like something a lot like last show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, so you don't just, read Invincible, right? You I, don't, I, I, when I when I see it, I I see the word intimidating. Or I see. No, that's like, invincible, you know, Mike. It's invincible, not intimidating. <laughs> it's well, it just because uh, well, you guys do talk about it uh, very highly, and so I was going to start picking it up in the trades. But Ron, you were saying that this, this could be a good jumping-on point for the current story. Well, I, yeah, actually, I don't know if issue fifty is a good jumping-on point, but I'm laughing because I'm looking at the back cover because the back cover has a preview of the next issue, and it says written in letters in small letters fifty, and then a big number first issue. <laughs> so so uh, the issue number 51 looks like could be a very good jumping on point for people if they want to get on invincible on issues um but i mean we i mean I, but why, why are you intimidated by it i, I mean it's it, just it's already at 50 so it's like you know what i mean like well i mean i thought if i would pick it up in trades um maybe i would catch up it just it just it just seems like you guys talk about it, it's like invincible and it's like this other like this other press and i don't know who these people are and you guys are already making me buy 15,000 comics a week anyway <laughs> um but i will i will check it out i mean um i i really only checked through the trades and the art didn't like it didn't go <gasps> what what is this for me so i i'm assuming it's something that i would have to learn yeah to it gets read. a lot well it, well the first trade is cory walker who is good in his own right but then um then ryan otley when ryan otley gets on board that's the real kind of identity of the book and okay. it actually this might be an interesting if you're not reading invincible it might be a good way pick up the 51st issue be reading yeah. in issues but then go back and get the trades while you can because they're really good but i don't know if they'll be required reading moving forward you know that sounds, so. yeah, that sounds like a good idea yeah, so. they're really. I mean, they're really. I I just in love with the book. Reading if, reading if, volume nine, I just you know sort of swooned in the bed after I was done with it. I'm going to publish. <laughs> what can you talk. compare Invincible? It is creepy. To? Wow, Spider Man. Also Spider Man. Spider Man. Yep. Okay. Uh, like teen a ma- hero, teen hero, a lot of family drama. It's a very well rounded book in that it's not all superheroing. A lot of it is the family stuff. A lot of it's his girlfriend. A lot of it's his. Oh, inter- interpersonal great. stuff along with the, the heroing, but it's all very well balanced and it's all very realistic. It's yeah, very, like a, very imagine cool. Ultimate Spider-Man, but instead of Spider-Man's powers, he's got more Superman-esque powers, and there's a, a little bit of science fiction to it. I like that secret identity thing. Yeah, that, it's there. I love it. Okay, yeah. all right. It's got everything. Got it. It's got everything you need, Mike. It's everything. I trade all I could ever want. <laughs> They're very good though. I mean, it's, there's not. It's not like bad reading. It's all good. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> bad reading. Bad. I don't recommend bad reading to the new guys. Um, okay, well, it sounds Booster, good. All right. Booster Gold number ten is the next book we're going to talk about. Um, I really, really like this. This was the um, the payoff we all knew was coming, except for Ron, who was in denial. 
I wasn't in denial. Do you want to know why I didn't? I mean, well, what is the payoff? Tell them what the payoff is. Is that is that you know, in the beginning of this arc, uh, Booster Gold saves Blue Beetle from death, and the, the team is back together, and they're all happy, and and everyone knows that at the end of the arc, Blue Beetle's going to have to die again because the because it's setting the time stream back together. It's just the way it's going to have to happen, and uh, and this is the issue where where he, Blue Beetle does die again to set, to set the time stream back. Yeah. And it was a really poignant sort of Kirk Spock moment at the end. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you took the words right out of mouth. I read this book, and this is very, again, very nearly the pick of the week, and it yeah. just ripped my heart out. It just yeah. like I like reading this issue was. I mean, it, it's so you got um, Booster and Blue Beetle and the Justice League fighting um, various time related villains, including uh, the old per- league, the Justice League International. Yeah, in- including uh, Perdegaton, which um, there's a in the in the title page. There's a it, it, you see in the bottom corner Batman just punching him, which made me laugh. <laughs> but um, and and so it's like it's this great rollicking story, and they're they're fighting, and they're you're turning the tide, and they're winning, and they're figuring stuff out, and and then the center the centipede shows up again, um, yep. and then Ted goes and does the right thing, and there's that moment where where he's behind the glass and he puts his finger <laughs> up to it, and Booster's like all shocked, and it's like, oh god, that last page just killed me. Booster yelling, Ted, please no, like oh, remember, I, I remember. Yeah, I just was, I, I couldn't that take it. That was the best part of the story. I thought yeah. like that build up was you knew where it was going, and it was like don't do it, don't do it. But yeah. then it happened. yeah, oh. well, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's the tragedy of knowing where knowing the ending is coming, you know. And he pulled it off. I mean, it's it's tough to pull off stuff when when the reader knows what's ha- going to happen. It's tough to make it exciting and, and emotional. But what Jeff Johns did, and then you could also had another Jeff Johns um, patented blackboard scene. Yep. Where right. I laid out laid out a bunch of new things that we're gonna look forward to um, in the coming year, which he loves to do, which is awesome. Yeah, he and loves the um, this has been a really good book. I mean, the next issue I think is his last. This is John's last issue, maybe, or was it this one? I believe. Yeah. Because there was an issue zero in here. Oh right, yeah, no, he's doing the one millionth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next yeah, issue so is issue one million. Last. Um, yeah. And then I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna stay on beyond that, but this has been a nice little surprise package. This, these twelve issues of Booster Gold. It's been great. I love it. I had put it off, and then I saw that big ass cover with the OMAC on it for number nine. Yeah. And I, I just hate OMACs so much that I did not buy it. Um, <laughs> in my dreams, I, they haunt me, the OMACs, because they never move. <laughs> They're always drifting. Um, so so it, it, I, I, was, I, I was really surprised to see this being that we were going to talk about this. So I read, dutifully read seven and eight. And. Um, I gotta say, I was really feeling burnt out. I was just like, "Oh my god, this is so confusing." Time stream, Rapunner, who's everybody? So many costumes. But then I remember the really great part about the story is that this guy—he just wants to bring his friend back, and their their whole thing, his honesty about that is sort of the most compelling part about it to me. Yeah. The scene between him and his father, I thought was actually kind of cool. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know this and the whole thing? I thought the worms were drawn really weirdly, where he says, I'm eating for a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it's like he draws the two guys really nicely, and then the worms, he's just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the worms were a little too cartoony, but yeah. I mean, but it's I like, see. whatever. It's like, uh, circle, circle, M, M. Yeah. There, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but it's been a great series, and I just yeah. hope they can continue past Jeff Johns being on it to be good. Or, or maybe I think the, the rumor is that Jurgens is taking over doing both writing oh. and oh well, art. there goes that. But that's yeah. not confirmed. I just heard that's the rumor. Yeah, well, still there goes that. But it's a nice, it's a nice, um, like traditional but modern. You know, like just old school. It's like the Jeff Johns is um, 
abilities. To yeah, that's what he's best at. Yeah, totally. So. so we'll continue right on to Action Comics 866, also by Jeff Johns, art by Gary Frank, which um, might be the best book Jeff Johns is writing. Give me a break. It's amazing. This is- <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it is. I'm the new guy. Yeah. I'm the guest. <laughs> it is the no, best. I, I think it is. This, 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 what he's done here with Action Comics is he has um, taken, like, it's a melding of the superhero, um, the comic book Superman and the movie Superman. Like, all the good elements from the movies he's taken and put them in. Uh, Gary Frank draws Clark Kent to look like Christo- uh, Christopher Reeve. He's drawn Lois to look like Margot Kidder. Um, and then the, the relationships between the characters are, are similar. And then you've got the Superman from the comics. And it's all very just – it's like he takes all the best elements distills it down into one. And it's just – it's really, really good. It's truly unbelievable. I think ha- – I, you know what? I go back and forth. Am I creeped out that they look like Margot Kidder and Christopher Reeve? And then I realize it just adds so much more behind their, their relationship already. Like yep. I hear their voices. I see the way they look that they really leap off the page. And he really has – that whole scene with him and Miss Grant is just so funny how he uses the panels. Yeah, there's where- a scene – Cat Grant is back. She's, she was an old character in Superman. She's the gossip reporter of the Daily News and she, she's back. She's got huge breast implants. She's been in L.A. And she's got a shirt way open. And she's trying to get Clark to look at her boobs. And he just won't. And it's just like – there's this repeating three-page, three-panel sequence where he just – she's trying to get him to look. She's bending over further and further. And he's just not moving. Yeah. The only <laughs> thing that moves, he, he starts to have a little half smile. It, I mean it's yeah. a very cinematic um, – it's, it's astounding really I think. And it's a great first issue. It sets up a lot of neat story ideas and gets a lot of good characters. And I thought the last page with Brainiac with little dribble coming out of his mouth, I just thought that was amazing. Yeah, if you, if you haven't read Action and you want to jump on, 866 is, is a great yeah. jumping on point. Uh, it's starting a new storyline. Uh, this is Johns's um, patented retconning of Brainiac or, basically, or cleaning up of Brainiac. He's going to make – this is the, the Brainiac storyline. And it starts off really strong. It's exciting. Gary, Gary Frank art is fantastic. Um, this is – I think people should really check this out. People who read Green Lantern, people who read Booster Gold and like it or Justice Society should give Action Comics 866 a pick, a pick up. Awesome. Really, really, really good. Yeah. This so, might have been my pick of the week. I'm not positive, but it, you're, it probably you're loving, you're loving the Superman. It's amazing. It's – well, dude, he, there's a scene where his cape is wet. Because they've gone into this thing of water, but he—it actually looks like it piss, is like in the way of Superman. It's just the way Gary Frank draws it, it, the way the costumes feel and they sit on their bodies. It's just there's there's something about it. It's just like when I was a kid, I look at kids' stories. I would look at each story, each panel, each piece of art, and I would sort of tell a story behind it. It's just so much detail that your eye just really relaxes into it. So, cool. It's cool. It's good. Awesome. Yeah, no, Gary Frank, when he's doing the art, elevates the book another notch. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been good, but when he's not writing, it's not drawing, it's not as special as when he's when he is. Agreed. Um, Secret Invasion, Who Do You Trust? Another in a long line of Secret Invasion tie-in books. But more like Secret Invasion Sleeper Book of the Year. <laughs> you know, this, ser- seriously, this is so funny. Like, when, when I saw this coming out, I was just like, oh, God. You know, like, especially after the X-Men Divided We Stand book, which was which is a similar uh, style book, which was um, basically this is um, four – no, five mini stories that tie into Secret Invasion, but they're short. There are a few pages, you know, if that. Um, and when they did this with X Men with Divide They Stand, they were they were they were all right. They weren't that great. Crappy. You know? Yeah, they were crappy. Um, but damn, this one was everything that you wanted from Secret Invasion. 
Like, yeah. this, well, that's my problem with it. I mean, it, it, the stories were good. You had good good guys like Brian Reed and Mike Carey, oh, yeah, yeah. Seb Wells and Jeff Parker, all good art, all good writers, good good artists. Right. Lee Weeks and Leonard Kirk. Tim um, Green. And I enjoyed and I enjoyed Mike Perkins and I enjoyed most of the stories. Um, the problem was after I finished it, I was like, you know, this is just another. This is Exhibit B in that the the, the Secret Invasion book itself is so thin. Mm. There's nothing mm. happening in the yep. Secret Invasion book itself, and this is just another example of. When they say, "Oh, you don't need to read the tie-ins," they're completely wrong. You do need to read the tie-ins because yeah. all the action's happening outside the outside the main book. Oh no, this one just gives the scope of the Skrull invasion. You really sort of feel its its impact globally. Then you not in, in the main book. It doesn't. It feels more localized. Yep. But yep. this, you see the the implications happening all around. And it really starts to strike you. Right. And I mean, it, but, so it starts off with a Captain Marvel uh, story by Brian Reed and Lee Weeks, who did the mini the great Captain Marvel miniseries. Um, and that touches upon what Captain Marvel was doing right before he attacked the Thunderbolts, so you understand what his motivations are. Um, then you know, Mike, Mike Carey and Timothy Green III uh, did an Agent Brand story, which was um, both takes place after the, the S.W.O.R.D. satellite was destroyed, but also has flashbacks to give us an understanding of who Agent Brand is. So I guess she survived the, the attack, so that's good, because yeah. um, we yeah, liked look- her. A little um, bubble. I want her to have her own book with these two guys on it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Seriously. And then the, if you ask me, the best story of the whole book was the Wonder Man and Beast story uh, by Christos Gage and Mike Perkins. That was the one I loved. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that, that took place right in the, in the Savage Land during the, during the battle. Basically, Beast and, and uh, Wonder Man fall into like some insect you know, spider trap type thing. And it's the, it's the Skrull Beast, or so we think. And for those who don't, might not go that far back, but Wonder Man and Beast were like buddies when they're on the Avengers in the 70s. And there are all these great kind of you know, Wonder Man Beast team-up stories and, and things like that. They're, they're one of the, the, those wacky kind of Marvel duos that came out of the 70s. Um, right. And it was great to get a revisiting of that and, and really, you know, threw in the who do you trust, you know, where the Beast was questioning. He's like, well, you know, like, because Wonder Man's saying, you're not, you're not Hank McCoy. He looks different now. He's a cat and blah, blah, blah. And Beast is just like, well, you know, maybe, have you thought maybe he's a scroll? And like, it was just like, it was, I thought it was well done in terms of the, um, you know, not really knowing who you can trust at all in all this. So it was great. That, as a reader, I was like, that really brought it home, that whole confusion. Because like, yeah. I really, I I maybe he is not the scroll. I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like you're constantly. He makes sense. I loved it when he said he looks more like a cat. And he's like, obviously, if a scroll was taken over, would he make him look different? The whole thing and and drive a wedge between our relationship because you would have known me so well. Right. So I thought that was really effective. Really nice piece of writing. Yeah. Uh, the Marvel Boy and Agent of Atlas stories, I yeah, were okay. Not so good. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah. They weren't bad, but I just don't really care about either of those characters. So. Um, but what I thought was really interesting is you look at this and you got you know Brian we- Brian Reed, uh, Mike Carey, Christos Gage, Zeb Wells, Jeff Parker. This is kind of like the AAA of Marvel. These are the writers I think we're going to see more and more over the next couple of years. So um, I don't know. This is everybody who everyone I know who who picked up this book enjoyed it and liked it. So um, definitely, I, I, I do. But in, in the sense that it's it's just diminishing. It's diminishing this. Every 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 one of these specials diminishes the uh, the main book in my eyes. Yeah. Maybe they could have put these stories as backstories in the yeah. Secret Invasion. That's what they should have done. And made. I mean, the Secret Invasion book is already three ninety nine, right? Throw throw five more pages in it or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't, I don't know how to. I don't know the answer to Connor your problem. Um, because they can't. I mean, Secret Invasion the the series is it's got to be twenty two pages or whatever it is. They can only pack well, in you so much. Keep keep the story in there. Yeah, the story's yeah. the story's not in there right now. Right, right now it's just a bunch of mindless battling that's going on. Nothing's actually happening in the main book. 
<laughs> Secret Invasion. Mindless babbling. <laughs> Can I just say, I just want Lee Weeks to draw Captain Marvel forever. Yeah. Uh, it just looks so elegant when he draws that, when he draws his character. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but it just looks so good. That first page with him just kind of flying there is oh, so good. So. Do you think he's going to survive I, this whole thing? I don't know. I mean, he's a scroll, So, yeah, it's a tough one. I'm not quite sure. Mm. We'll, have to see, we'll have to see how it comes out. Herm, indeed. <laughs> uh, well, Jim Hanley's Universe is one of America's best and most progressive comic book stores. Jim Hanley's Universe offers the best selection of comic titles and related merchandise from main, mainstream to manga to minis. Jim Hanley's Universe has it all. Jim Hanley's Universe is located opposite the Empire State Building in Midtown Manhattan at 325 New Dorp Lane in Staten Island. You can visit Jim Hanley's Universe on the web at jhuniverse.com or myspace.com slash Jim Hanley's Universe. Jim Hanley's Universe, where art and literature meet. And if you are in New York City this week, we've got some exciting news. Beginning Monday, June 23rd and ending Monday, June 30th, that's a full eight days, from open to close at both locations, Jim Hanley's Universe is having a big back-issue blowout sale. They did the same thing last year, so you remember, remember that if you were in town. Monday the 23rd, 10, 10% off all back issues up to $50. Tuesday, 20% off up to $50. Wednesday, 30%. Thursday, 40%. Friday, 50%. Saturday, 60%. Sunday, 70%. And Mon- Monday, June 30th, 80% off all back issues up to $50. So That's that crazy. is a crazy uh, amount of discounting going on. So if you're in New York City this week, check out Jim Handel's Universe. Go get some, pick up some back issues for an insane amount of discounting. And please, 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 when you go do that at the register, tell them iFanboy sent you. Thank you. <laughs> booyah. All right. Um, I don't know why I said booyah. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm going to push exciting on. Exciting news. It's exciting. It's exciting, yeah. yeah that's I'm, I'm, 80% off all back issues. 80% is, is crazy. That, that deserves a booyah and a, and a fist pump. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Vindicated. <laughs> all right. Um, on to other books. So uh, Fear Agent number 21 came out, um, which is the, the last issue of the Hatchet Job storyline. And um, before we actually talk about it, I, I got a little bone to pick with the iFanboy community. Uh, I'm looking here on ifanboy.com slash comics where you can pick and choose your comics every week. And only eight of you, 80 of you pulled Fear Agent. 80 pulls. That's it. This is the, one of the best books being published out these days. I, don't, I just don't understand that. So. It says fear in it. I fear the fear agent. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm one of those people that did not pick it up. And it's because like, it, just, it just seems hard to understand. <laughs> it's like fear agent. I, mean, I don't know. I, 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 you know I'm intimidated by this one too, guys. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> Well, I have no idea what it's about. Is well, there a primer that you've given? I would say I would show? say the, the the first trade paperback is your primer, um, and that's I mean, and, and just to, to distill it down, it's just a science fiction action series, you know, like very kind of almost like you know uh, a hint of fifties pulpy science fiction stories, but done with you know kind of a twenty first century attitude, you know. Um, in, in my best marketing speak, um, but yeah, no, and 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 this this issue just sums it up again. Where it, you know, like it it deals with there's nothing but there are aliens, there's violence, there's action. You know, the main character is a drunk, um, oh. but yeah, yeah, there you, um, there you go. But it deals with really kind of like big issues at the same time. Like it's deep too. I mean, uh, uh, Connor, you're, you're you're not reading in issues, or are you? Or you're in trade? No, I'm reading in trades. You're only yeah. in issue twenty one. There's only about yeah. four trades to. It's not as, okay. as as scary as Invincible is, but yeah. uh, basically, Fury Fear Agent's all about Heath Houston, who is sort of a Han Solo esque sh- uh, ship captain. He's a drunk. He fights aliens for money. He's a bounty hunter. And through the course of the series, you 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 learn about him and his life, and you flash back to when the aliens invaded Earth, and he was just a guy with a wife and a kid, and they were killed in the invasion, and he has the survivors have to form a ragtag army to fight the invaders, and that's and, that and was his past. 
and yeah, well, no, the a, fear a, agent, a fear agent, a fear agent becomes a, a type of soul. Like in the in, so now that Earth has been you know destroyed or whatever it is, he's out in space, and there's a bunch of people who are fear agents who um, go out and and can be hired to kill aliens or whatever you know, like that. And that's kind of it's a title, you know. Fear agents so. like a, it's like a cop, like cop, they're, yeah. they're, but they're bounty right. hunters, so it's like the title. It's like what their job is. They're a fear agent, which the fear stands for something. I don't remember right. what it is, but because well, um, there are aliens that like harvest fear, right? And so yeah. there's something about that. Anyway, but um, why was number twenty one so badass? Well, because well, it was the last issue, and like essentially one of the great things about Heath Houston is that uh, not great things, but one of the compelling things about reading him is that the poor guy just can't catch a break. You know, like that's the thing. It's like he's he's constantly trying to do the right thing and do the right thing by first by his family and then by his you know his uh, his race his his um, what what are we humans his um, yeah, yeah species race. species yeah right he tries to do that and at every turn he just gets he does the right thing but then it gets manipulated or gets misinterpreted or pisses off the wrong person and he and it just back to the bottle because he can't win um, and he tries to do good things and he does do good things but but it, it never really goes out goes out the right way and it ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger which. I, I, which I'm going to be curious to see how Remender writes himself out of. Um, but it, it was, I mean, it, this book is just another book where when it comes out, it is just so much fun to read. And it's just, it is a rollicking time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like Remender's most fun, right. you know, read. He's, it's just like, he's a drunk, he's funny, he's surly, he shoots big aliens with big guns. I mean, it's like just wacky 50 sci-fi on steroids. It's just, yeah. it's just so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Right. And, and the, the only thing I can think of why it has such a low pull numbers is because a lot of people are reading it in trade like you, Connor, but, um, you people are, are wrong. <laughs> Mike, you, Mike, you suck. Where we, where we judge our listeners. Our <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll bust, I'll, I'll check out the trades and then I'll write something and try, see if I can convince some people. Or maybe we'll just have an article about it so we can yeah. see what what people are doing with it. Yeah, well, no, the first people, one. I mean, there's only there's only yeah. four of them. I mean, if you don't like the first one, you don't necessarily have to keep reading. But like, you know, if you don't like the first one, it's sort of the tone is set right away. So he's, you know. Right, and, and the thing is, it may not be for everybody. Everybody might not, might not like science fiction. I, I understand drunk that. Drunk Han Solo. Yeah. That's all you need to say. Come on. <laughs> He's a drunk Han Solo. He is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Without, without a Chewbacca. But, uh, but on the science fiction nod, I'm going to jump a little ahead here, guys. Uh, Red Mask for Mars, number one, by Jonathan Hickman. Oh. Uh, finally came he out. Likes to, he likes to make you work. He really <laughs> does. <laughs> <laughs> so what do, we, what do we think of it? I don't know. I said ba-boom, and I love it. When you know, that one page was all ba boom, I'm like, this is it. This is my book. <laughs> why, and, why, and why was it just that that one? Well, the sound art effect? for some reason, the yeah. backgrounds it was so like spaced out and trippy, and it reminded me a little bit of the detail of Hard Boiled, but yeah. then kind of the fantasy of Mobius. And um, yeah, I had to work on it. I didn't know at all what was going on, but but I knew I liked it. Yeah. And and the no, last it's, com- panel, it's compelling, interesting. I just don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> well, the dude, the dude does. Yeah. The dude buy it. This guy knows exactly what's happening. What a great uh, main character to have. Yeah. You know, uh, I th- what a what a sort of a, a great curse he's got and great power at the same time. And I love just seeing the uh, the world has gone pretty badly. Yep. In the first couple pages. Yep. Poor Shark. Okay, so let's t- let's step back. Red Master Mars number one. What is it about? People didn't read it. What what is this? I mean. What we have here is on Earth in the future. <coughs> that's a hit puberty. Um, <laughs> Mr. Nimoy! Mr. Nimoy! Help! Help me! The monorail is derailing. Um, 
uh, Earth in the future, but then there's it seems like there's two parallel Earths. Something's happening. There's two different numbered Earths. It's like a multiverse. I don't. know. Maybe not. Earth. Well, no, no, no. I think. I think. I think. The year. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, what you ha- yeah. What you have is a device. Is 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 throughout the book when it changes scene. There's a little line that says the location and the year. So like Earth right. twenty one fifteen the tower. But then the scene changes and it's Nilfhelm Nilfheim twenty one fifteen. You know. And then um. And, There's one way back at 800. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it goes back. You see Mars 2115. You know Buckingham Palace and all. You know so yeah. So oh, okay, okay. it's it's the story is situated in 2115 and essentially um, Earth is being invaded and they need to try to save it. That's basically and, what I got from it. And right. the guy who knows the future pretty much knows that Earth ain't gonna win this one. Right. So so and so he has to go to Mars. And asks some very grumpy person for help. <laughs> Superman, like yeah. uh, the art. The art is fantastic. There's the double page spread with the the, the spaceships. Yeah. yeah, was just insane. And the baboon page was one yeah. of my favorite. Yeah, I kept yeah. looking for Bal- the Battlestar Galactica because I saw Borg. It cubes. might be in there. Yeah. It, it was do- it crazy was crazy. Part. It's it's what's interesting is that all of the artwork, all the panels have that same sort of like splotchy. Artsy background. It was, it was a rainbow sort of spacey background. Well, this is really interesting because um, Ryan Bodenheim did the art, um, but Hickman uh, Hickman did the color, which oh. is which is really kind of an interesting kind of um, collaboration here because the coloring. I mean, the art I think is great. I've never seen Ryan Bodenheim before, and as I'm looking through it, I'm just like, wow, this is really good. But then the coloring of it, it just really, you know, really, you know, gave it that punch. You know, it's almost so. like a, a splotchy sort of All Star Superman color treatment. Yeah. I mean, it's really vibrant, uh, yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. No, it was good. I just at the end of it, I thought, wow, he does not. No, he makes you work. He, he makes you work. He doesn't put it out there on a silver platter. He makes you figure stuff out, which I like. I like being thrust into the middle and having to figure out who we are, who these people are, what are they doing, what's you know, what's the relationship. It, I, I don't mind that. It's just like, whew. it's dense. This yeah. is not a romantic comedy. Yeah. So if you like science fiction, definitely check out Red Mask for Mars. It's going to be a good one to check out. Um, yeah. So another contender for best book of the week was Batman Confidential number eighteen. Totally. And you know why? Why? Nine pages of naked Batgirl chasing <laughs> naked Catwoman. At least you said it at the beginning, because that's how I feel. But I wanted to be more classy about it. Oh no, no, I'm I'm all about I'm all about no class. This is this is. <laughs> there's one, and the thing is, I can't believe they printed this because there's it's one. Hot. So, so the people who don't remember uh, Batman Confidential is ba- the uh, the story of Batgirl fighting Catwoman for the first time, and Catwoman chases. Uh, they're being ch- Catwoman's being chased by Batgirl. Catwoman runs into a uh, all nude sex club, hedonist society, a hedonist yeah. society, thinking that uh, Batgirl won't follow, and Batgirl decides to follow. And so this issue picks up where she's taken off all her clothes and she's going into the club, and she's walking through the club, and you see her like narration of what she's thinking. And at one point, she walks by a bunch of guys, and she just says, "That better be your." finger like <laughs> really i can't believe they printed that <laughs> yeah and and there's, um, a, there's a two-page spread of when they finally fight and you notice that there's like they knock over some glasses and stuff like that and yeah, it looks very suge- very very, oh, yeah. very suggestive liquid being spilled on the leg yeah um <laughs> and happy guy in leather mask look at him all right <laughs> all right uh yeah you've got uh, the tongue kissing thing oh come on connor <laughs> No, 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 no. For me, though, the best part of the book was um, there's a reason why people love Barbara Gordon and love her as Batgirl, and this is these issues are totally illuminating that. The, 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 the dialogue in her head and her dialogue, the narration, she's just like adorable. You know, yeah, she's like yeah, she is. Yeah. She she is she is the female counterpart to Dick Grayson in that Dick Grayson is like every girl's dream boyfriend. Yep. 
you know, he's smart and funny and handsome. He doesn't, he's not pretentious or arrogant. She's like every guy's dream girlfriend. Like she's, she's smart and she's funny and she's like, she's goofy and, but she's also like, you know, gorgeous. And, you know, it's just like, she's, she is the dream like girl for probably comic readers. So that's why, I mean, there's a reason why everyone loves her and wants her, you know, misses her as background. This, these issues totally illuminate that. And also, and McGuire's art. I mean, I mean art is unbelievable. All kidding, all kidding aside, between the nudity and stuff like that. But look at like towards the end of the issue, the dog. Who draws yeah. dogs like that? No one. No one. He's great. Yeah. There's no level of detail going on like this. I mean, right. in terms of realistic detail, but still making it cartoony. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just gorgeous. The way he draws women, like it's it's such a it's such a nice change. I mean, they're still great looking and in shape and all this, but there's a there's a heavier feeling to them. There's something more substantial behind these girls who are obviously going to be strong and going to be fit. And he, it's not overly sexual, but it's very realistic. But it's also yeah. kind of it's just neat, you know, yeah. how he draws women. It's, it's right. really, if you don't read it, you really – I dropped Batman Confidential and I only picked it up because of the last issue you guys talked about. Yeah. And like this is the story I wanted to, to read. Yeah, and and the way the way he draws women I think is – I mean Terry Moore I think is very much in the shadow of Ke- Kevin McGuire and I didn't realize it's a scene this issue. I mean like they're very realistic body types. They're sexy but they're yeah. also realistic. They're not yeah. like Ian Churchill where they have no abdomen. Yeah, you exactly. Know, they've got no place for, for you know, internal organs to go. Yeah. Mike, you should pick up the arc before this because I, like you, dropped Confidential also, but the arc before this was excellent too. Oh, um, cool. I mean, uh, but, but this is, has this is the last ever... arc. I'm canceling the book after this. Oh, really? Has there ever yeah. been like a Batgirl book be, like really in recently in recent times? Because what there was a Batgirl a year thing. one that was yeah. really, really good a couple years ago, but there hasn't been, and then a, not a Barbara Gordon Batgirl book. No, there hasn't. They should just do that. I mean, why not? They should just do a flashback book. Her costume is so awesome too, with the way the boots turn into little bats yeah. and stuff. I mean, there's so much detail, and it's just you you do miss that kind of humor in a Batman book, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Catwoman is just hilarious in this. I she's awesome. Hate her the way she just talks. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. All right. Um. Finally, Chuck number one. I don't know if you guys watched the show, Chuck. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I don't watch it, but I I saw this come out, and I thought, really. What do you think? Chuck was one of my favorite new shows of the last season, probably rivaling Pushing Daisies. Chuck is really, really good. It's a, um, it's a action spy comedy, but it's really funny and drama y and, and intelligent, uh, yeah. and a really, really charming cast. And um, I was doing my picks on iFanboy last week, doing my pull list, and I saw Chuck, and I went, what? what? And I just yeah. kept going. I didn't like stop for it. It's kind of like a, driving past something on the road and, and not really <laughs> comprehending that you saw it. Who put it and out? So I got about a. So I got about a mile down the road, and then I went I was, back, and I was like, wait a minute. i got to go back and look at this. And it's a Wildstorm licensed book. No way. And it's written by one of the executive producers of the show and one of the writers. So it's written – it's like Buffy in the sense that it's the, it's the people who know the characters and the voices are writing it. And the artist by Jeremy Hahn, who did the, um, the leading man book that we, I really liked. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, and it was really, really on point with the show. Like the characters were really, really familiar, and the voices were correct, and it was just really fun. Cool. This read like a uh, basically a screenplay for one of the episodes. I mean, yep. it's so obvious that these guys are the producers because they just have the tone perfectly down. What do you think of the art, Connor? As like, um, I realized there were very few close-ups, especially toward the end. It's just it felt really distant for me. I didn't. Yeah. The the last part of it was like. I was sort of watching something through a slit or something. I just was like, why is this book so weird? And I realized, oh, it's all these. You can see their feet and their head type of shots, mm, which you don't see a lot. Yeah, and then, the, the art, there's a fine line. He's, you know, we talk about licensed books, and some guys try to, 
it, it takes away from the art when they try to do the the faces of the actors. And this is there's some there's some instances of that in this book where uh, it's a little bit odd. But overall, I thought it, it, it yeah. served the story well. Yeah. And then there's some Phil Noto uh, backup page. Cool. With, with Captain Awesome. But if you watch the show, and yeah. millions and millions do more than any more than any comic book readers. Uh, pick it up. This was really really fun, and it felt like the show. Cool. All right then. Which, um, I, which I which I missed terribly. Right. It's well, coming back. It'll come back. Yeah, it's soon. The fall. Don't worry. Anyway, all right. Um, all right, cool. So, um, so as we mentioned earlier, um, if you go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics, you can pick and uh, pick the comics that you uh, bought each week, and you can also rate them and review them. And so, we wanted to get a couple of the uh, user opinions of some books that came out this week. Um, so, the first one comes from I'm going to butcher this name, uh, Zeno Gaius eighty four. Um, sure, why not? Okay, and uh, it's uh, Captain Britain and the MI thirteen number two. Uh, he gave the story a five out of five and an art a four out of five, and says anybody who's on the fence about this book should go and pick up this issue and put their fears to rest. First of all, anybody who likes the idea of secret invasion but is tired of the main series being stuck on the island should get this book. I'm enjoying the series ten times more than the secret invasion main book and all of its other tie-ins so far combined. It's not that I'm a Bendis hater, but Cornell is blowing him out of the water with the series. He's taken Bendis's concept and turned it to eleven. I wonder, Ron, if you hated this issue. No, I didn't. Why would I hate you this sure? issue? I'm very because sad. I'm very your sad. Favorite, your favorite boy. I don't believe he's dead. He's been dead he's before. Dead. He's been dead before. So I feel like they're going to make it. This is this is a book that's going to introduce a new Captain Britain. Yeah, no, I, I do too. I think I think the writer, and I think it's going to be the Pfizer woman. The, the, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. That's my guess. But um, but yeah, no, but 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 the thing is, is that yeah, no, I love Brian Braddock, and if he's dead, he's dead, and you know, um, because this book is so good. This book is so good. So, it is very, I knew very nothing good. about these guys, Captain Britain and his crew, and I was confused, but happily confused because I love the relationship so much and just their sense of humor about things. And yep. I just wanted to keep reading because I was like, "Where have these characters been? This yep. is awesome!" How great! Yeah, no. How great at the at the end was the uh, Doctor Strange esque <laughs> scroll. <laughs> I, I love seeing I love seeing the various scrolls. Like there was a Deathlock scroll in this issue. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it's just like it's awesome. I love that. <laughs> and that page where that dude is being pulled apart. From FISA? Yeah, yeah. Really? Black Knight, yeah, that was that was cool, yeah. Because I also yeah. wondered, Ron, because a lot of it is tied really deeply into the British, the British mysticism, you know, yeah. like that's the, the whole society is based on all these myths, yeah. of, you know. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's, 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 I, I don't know if it's up your alley or not, but I like the fact that it's tied into all the Arthurian myths and the Green Knight and all these, you know, the Lady in the Lake and all this stuff that's that's very deeply. Well, I love that. I mean, even though I hate magic and crap like that, I love yeah. British lore, so I, I absolutely love it. I love that it, the, ser- the issue ends with them finding Excalibur and they're trying to find somebody to pull the sword, and it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I, 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 Paul Cornell doing a fantastic job. So, it's just fun. Yeah. All um, right. Next, uh, JD he writes about Trinity number two. He gave the story a one out of five and the art a one out of five. Ouch! And says the, ah. the story seemed unfocused, and when it, when you did manage to squint and get some into focus, it wasn't worth it. I want the three heroes that this book is named for, and I want them kicking ass. I want plot. I want action. I want them together doing all that. The art didn't get much better. I guess I expected better from Bagley, although I admit that his work is mostly unknown to me. But the stuff I browsed through in Ultimate Spider-Man seemed decent and competent enough. Here he's simply a third-rate Dan Jurgens. DC, please cancel this book now and give us something worthy of your top-tier heroes. I feel like mailing JD some money because he's so <laughs> angry about this. <laughs> well, the thing is, I think he might have been overly angry, but I, but I'm kind of there with him. I wasn't. I haven't read it yet. Yeah. but yeah. I mean, I'm not Connor, you you love the first issue. Did you love this issue? No, well, I, I didn't. Like I, I, didn't even... to, I feel like I need to roll tape on on when we talked about the beginning of Fifty Two and the beginning of Countdown. In yeah. that these books are paced differently. Yeah. You can't you can't look at them like a monthly book. They're paced. You're only getting twenty 
12 pages of story here. Right, but did you like the, but did you like these 12 pages, Connor? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's just part 2. I mean, there's we haven't we have, we don't know what's going on yet, but that's yeah. that doesn't mean we haven't that's just the way it goes with the weekly books. You have to take it takes longer to find out because it unfolds Shorter, yeah, I'll stick. Time. I'll stick with it because I'm a glutton for punishment. And I like that, but uh, but, uh, but as of right now, I haven't been blown away by it. So, well, we we didn't like the first twelve issues of Fifty Two either. No, I did actually. No, you didn't. We <laughs> talked. Go back. Go back. Listen to the show. We're getting bored. <laughs> Play <of> the tape. <laughs> Roll tape. All right. Well, so um, so if you have an opinion on Trinity or Captain Britain or any of the other comics that came out, head over to ifanboy.com forward slash comics and uh, tell everybody what you think of the comic books. Um, and if you need to buy your comic books, uh, you should head over to uh, dcbservice.com. That's the home of Discount Comic Book Service. Um, it's a uh, website where you can uh, purchase all your comics and they'll mail them to you. Uh, they've got monthly specials up to 75% off. Uh, and from that, they do 40% off all of the major publishers. Um, so you can order all your comic books. You can order them online. You can track your orders there. Um, and whatever you order, they'll ship you a flat rate $5.95 for all orders in the U.S. That's great. I mean, shipping is, can be a killer, and a flat rate of $5.95 makes it a lot easier. You can buy any Anything that's in previews, they've got over 5,400 trade paperbacks in stock. Um, so pretty much anything you'd want, you can get from DCBService.com. So that's Discount Comic Book Service at DCBService.com. Hey. Lovely. Email. Clinton Barry <laughs> says, hey, guys, love the show. I just finished reading the new Black Adam trade paperback was, that was released a couple of weeks ago covering his recent six-issue six miniseries. And I must say that I really get a kick out of this character. Not only did he keep me interested in 52 from start to finish, but his recent trade was excellent right from page one. My question to you guys is, what other great Black Adam stories are available, and are you guys aware of any new plans for the character? I really wanted more come at the end of the trade. They completely left me hanging. Um, uh, that's the first question. The second question we'll get to in a minute. The Black Adam, is just he was just resurrected, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was in Final Crisis, wasn't he? He yeah. yeah, yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, I, think I didn't he, know he had died at the end of the trade, though. He was still around. He just was no, no, no. He wasn't dead. He was just sort of. He lost his powers, and he got his powers. If you like Black Adam, go back and pick up. And I don't know the specific ones, but go back and pick up the JSA series that uh, David Goyer and James Robinson started, and then Jeff Johns and David Goyer, and then it was just Jeff Johns. It was the series yeah. that that came before the current Justice Society of America. There was like I think there's like maybe eleven or twelve trades, but like half of them all feature Black Adam. At one point, Black Adam's on the team. Then he goes yeah. evil again, and then he's back on the team. Like, there's a lot of Black Adam in those JSA trades. So, but that 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 miniseries, he's right. It was excellent. It was Very it was good. one of those yeah. one of those post fifty two miniseries. They had a lot of those, and this was a really really good one. Yeah, um, Peter J. Tomasia writing, Doug Mon- Monkey on art, and it was just fantastic. And anybody who liked him in fifty two needs to buy that Black Adam trade. Yeah, the art hates um, through it. The art is out of control. <laughs> yeah. Out of control, and a, and a fantastic ending. Just, just a great, yeah. great miniseries. One of the best ones that came out of the fifty-two. Um, and the second question is: Do we buy Savage Sword of Conan? And no. Well, no. Are you picking up the Savage Sword of Conan collection trades? Um, I'm not, but I. But he says he strongly recommends we do. Um, and I've heard nothing but good things about those um, collections of the old Conan That's stories. Like, so yeah, I mean, There's also the, the, the also the Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Music book. Yeah, the current really one. Yeah, true. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a big Conan fan, but some people are. So you know, if that's your thing, go for it. So, um, and if yes. you're, if your thing is asking us other questions, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com, uh, where we love to get your email, and um, we'll, we'll read them on the show um, and, and also on the website. So, um, contact.ifanboy.com, and then we're on to our voicemail, and our first question is about who knew comic books. Hey, my name's Jake Promoter from uh, Pennsylvania. I um, read Identity Crisis, and that's really the only DC book 
that I can get into. Um, could you recommend a better DC book that wouldn't suck like Kingdom Come? Ouch, harsh. <laughs> Kingdom Come is hey, awesome. He got that little punch there at the end. <laughs> what, yeah, really. Like, what's with the left hook, man? Did you read Kingdom Come again? Breathe deeply during it, and we'll be okay. Um, Connor, what do you think? There's a. I think there are lots. I, I'm assuming we're talking about trades. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I like the Identity Crisis. I think that's a good well, that's, that's, story. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. That's the one he liked. So he wants to read one better than that. I thought it was an infant crisis. Oh, well, I would go <laughs> You know, I do listen, just not... Oh, There was just so much anger. Uh, Batman Dark Victory, um, those Batman long Halloween. I think if you like Batman... Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, are there any, like, are there any, like, universe-spanning stories like Identity Crisis? Well, then you would go Darwin Cook's... Well, uh, the sp- oh, yeah, New Frontier. New yeah, Frontier. New Frontier, yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Identity Crisis is very specific in tone in that it's a, it's universe spanning, but it's also a very small murder yeah. mystery. Yeah. It's not a big cosmic crisis. Um, so there's not a lot of books like that. Right. Uh, I'm looking at my shelf right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I New Frontier is a really good, solid DC book. It's probably one of the best ones. Um, Kingdom Come is one of my you know top ten favorite yeah. stories of all time. Um, uh, my shelf is too far away. Well, no, it's just like I I'm looking say, at a lot of them are Vertigo books for me. So yeah. I would say I would say New Frontier. I think that's the one that he should yeah. check out next. And listen and get back. And Jake, tell us whether you like New Frontier and or Long Halloween. He might like that because it's yeah. a similar tone and that it's a murder mystery book. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Long Halloween or Doctor Victory, like Mike said. So yeah, well, let's sequel Long Halloween. So either one of those. All right. Yeah. So if you have any questions you want to call us and ask us on the voicemail line, you can call us at one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. Yes, Netflix has over 90,000 titles, no late fees, and free shipping both ways. And, and they have Blu-ray titles, and they've got fast delivery, and the majority of their shipments arrive on time and fast because they've got, they've got stations all over the place. They have plans starting as low as four ninety nine a month. And if you go to www.netflix.com slash iFanboy, you get a two-week free trial of Netflix. Yeah, they got the be blue- a good Father's Day gift, actually. That's a great idea. Uh, they, your got, dad yeah. some they got the Blu-ray discs. You can check those out. They got the Roku boxes. Yeah, the oh geez, I oh. want one of those so badly. They run out. I, I think know. they're having a hard time filling up. They're out yeah. of them. I know but some people. Not yet, but they will be. I, I know some people who got got one, and they said that's awesome. So, well, yeah. fellow fellow uh, fanboy staff writer Paul Montgomery has one. Oh, really? Good for him. Really? You should do a review of it, Paul. Yeah. You got an article idea? Get on that. <laughs> um, and speaking of movies, uh, this weekend is a big, uh, a big uh, geeks go to the movies weekend. Incredible Hulk came out this past weekend, and you're gonna want to check out um, our review of it. Um, you can go to ifanboy.com and you can hear the special edition podcast, or just look in the feed, and you can see it's gonna appear right under this show. So check that out. Yeah. So, yeah. So check out ifanboy.com for the pick of the week, Ron's pick of the week review of local number twelve, and all the in-depth comic book discussion and all the writing that goes on, including ours and Mike's and Paul, Paul's and Jim's and Paul Dini and all those people. Yeah, so check that out. A lot of articles up there now. There Mike, so it's been a couple of weeks now. Mike, you having fun or? I, it's what's so funny is I, I will turn in the article and for about. Four Six hours when I'm sleeping, I'm fine, and then I wake up and I'm like, "What the hell am I going to write about next?" <laughs> uh, it's like, and I have a week. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, it's it's really fun. What's been really great is just how active everybody is with the comments, and um, I think the pieces, uh, especially recently, um, have spurred some really great conversations. And uh, absolutely, yeah, uh, it sounds like they they want to do some more relationship stuff, Connor. So oh. I think that's a good idea. We should. Uh, well, thank you for propping up our old bones. Yeah, you three. You're, you're well, you're you're weary, but your bones are weary. And we're happy <laughs> to are. 
<laughs> it's it's actually it's a great opportunity. It's been really fun. So if you got you guys, I, I do recommend. It's a great community of readers. So, yeah. um, and there was an, actually a girl that responded to it and set down some wisdom for everybody. So I recommend going. Nice. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, and right. When, when you're at ifanboy.com, click on the link to go to the store. Go to ifanboy.com forward slash store, and you can pick up all your comic needs from amazon.com in partnership with ifanboy, as well as video games, music, anything you need from Amazon, you can get through ifanboy. Or if you just want to go to Amazon proper, just click on the Amazon logo or click on one of the Amazon banners that appear on the site, and it uh, helps us out in the, in the long run. So thank you. Yep. Every Saturday is our ifanboy video show, revision3.com slash ifanboy or at ifanboy.com. This past week, uh, you saw us talk about Scott Pilgrim. Not really to talk so much as gush. <laughs> it's really embarrassing, uh, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, no structure to that show whatsoever. And then the next week, we're talking first issues, our favorite first issues or notable first issues, first issues we like. Yeah. Um, so that's next week. And then every weekday, you can check out the iFanboy Mini, which is the short one to four minute uh, little snippet of video goodness or wackiness or weirdness from us. So check that out every Saturday is the long show. Every weekday is a mini show. Yeah. And then um, you can, while you're watching the uh, iFanboy video show, you can wear your iFanboy t-shirt, which you can get at jinx.com forward slash iFanboy. Um, don't forget to send a picture of yourself wearing the shirt to jinx.com. They'll send you free stickers, and we'd love to see it as well. Um, we need more pictures of people in the t-shirts. We want to see you in a t-shirt in wacky places. We got somebody sending a picture uh, with a celebrity, which is kind of fun. So, yeah, yeah do that. So. Uh, the email is contact, contact at ifanboy.com. The voicemail is 888-FANBOYS, which is 326-2697. You can call there or write us at the email address, all questions, comments, concerns, and all the like. And head over to ifanboy.com forward slash about, and there you can find links to all of our various presences on the social web, on the MySpace and the Comic Space and the Verb and the Facebook and Twitter and all that fun stuff, and be our friend. We'd like that. And while you're online being our friend, head over to iTunes and write a review. We've gotten so many people writing such positive reviews. We really, uh, really appreciate it. Um, please go write reviews of the video show if you like it. Um, and more importantly, tell people about this show, the audio show, about our video show. Um, we know you know, we've got thousands of people watching the show and listening to the show, which is awesome, but we know that there are tens of thousands not watching it, so we need your guys helping getting the word out, so please do that. And finally, if you really like the show, you want to donate some cash to the cause, you can go to ifanboy.com slash donations or click on the donate box on the website. Yes. All right, Mike, so, uh, so how are you feeling after your first podcast? I, I, you know, I'm not as sweaty as I thought I would be, and um, no, it's great. It's, it's actually, I can't, it'll be very weird to be listening to this on Monday morning oh. on my way to work. Oh, you don't li- we don't listen to the show. I know. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> well, yeah, I was, I was listening. I was like, I already know what they're going to say. I'm like that dude in that Mars book. <laughs> so, no, that's great. No, thanks a lot. No, this is, this is a, it was a great time. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for filling in for us, for yeah. Josh. I try to I try to give a little bit of a Joshness by not liking everything. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, we'll definitely we'll definitely probably call upon you again in the future as Connor and I and Josh start taking more vacations. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, the parents are away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm Mike. <laughs>